This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Give it a good so, stuff. The game is Smokescreen or Reality, okay? It's an annual game we play on the uh, eve of the NFL draft. Jonathan, let's play this clip about Rick Spielman talking about safeties, defensive needs, etc. heading into the draft. Yeah, no, I, I know we have some big changes in the secondary. I believe, you know, one of the critical things was, you know, not only is Anthony Harris a great football player for us uh, and great in the community, uh, but by us being able to franchise Anthony, we do have the safeties pretty well set, um, knowing that we're going to have a lot of young corners that we're going to have to line up and play with. All right, Rick Spielman saying we've got the safety spots set now that Anthony Harris has been franchised. Is it a smokescreen, or do you do you buy him at face value, Rami? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I I buy him at face value. You think they're one. keeping Anthony Harris? I think they're keeping Anthony Harris when because you don't. I think that what they've what they've told Anthony Harris is look we're we're gonna take care of you. Our salary cap situation is it's a little sticky right now. We don't have a lot of room. Let us get the draft over with. Let us figure out what money we have left. We will give you as much guaranteed money as we can this year, and then we'll take care of you next year. I think that's what they've told Anthony Harris. I think that's what this whole waiting game is. It's the only thing that makes sense. Well, that or they're going to trade him on draft day. One of those two things are the only two things that make sense because it would be a really bad look right now, guys, to rescind that franchise offer after the entire first wave of free agency has come and gone, and then you throw this guy back out into the free agent waters. That is that is one of the worst looks that you can have as an NFL franchise. They're not going to do that to Anthony Harris. I think that there is an agreement in place, and that's why he's saying that they're all set at the safety position. Judd? The Vikings want you and me and Jonathan, Rami, all you listeners, and more importantly, all the teams in the National Football League, <laughs> to know that Anthony Harris, the Vikings have no intention of trading him. They love him. They love him like he's their son. But if you come get him, if you come get him, and I think we'll get to this with Stefan Diggs, business decision has to be made. You know, if you want to offer up a lot, if you're going to give me a third-round pick, i got to listen. So i got to listen. But at this point in time, there is no intention of trading a player who the Vikings value greatly. And the Vikings would like to again say they have no intention of trading him until they do. So it is 100% a smokescreen. Can you play the clip one more time, Jonathan? And you'll uh, there's, he, there's one word he used in this quote 
talking about Anthony Harris that, that makes it 100% a smokescreen. We have no yeah. <laughs> in fact, you should read the rest of these in the Pinocchio voice. All right, John, let's play this. Yeah, no, I, I know we have some big changes in the secondary. I believe, you know, one of the critical things was, you know, not only is Anthony Harris a great football player for us uh, and great in the community. Right uh, there. By us right there. Okay. The great in the community. Great in the community. Listen, he's he's a great football player for us. He's great in the com- well, he's, he is great in the community. I'm not mocking the fact that he's great in the community. Right. He's great in the community. He's great. He's a great family man, and I'll tell you what he uh, he's just got a great sense of humor. You you you'll love him out there in Jackson. I mean, he's our safety. Yep. Like the going the extra step and saying he's great in the community yep. is a way of telling the other teams, hey, in addition to being a great football player, he's just a great human being that you definitely want to trade for. That's how I took that sentence to be. So I think he, yeah. I'm not saying that they for sure wind up trading him, but I think the Vikings well, are absolutely open for business with Anthony. Harris. Get to the dig stuff, and th- that will tell you exactly how much they they will not trade Anthony Harris. Okay, so this is there's a couple clips here. We're going to play a couple of them, and the question is: Is it a smokescreen, or are you buying Rick Spielman at face value here? You know, we had no, we did not want to, uh, had no intention of trading uh, digs at the uh, at the combine. Uh, he's a great player for us. Uh, he was great in the community. Uh, but then there was an opportunity, wow. business opportunity. Can I change my last answer? So great in the community. It was good for us. Uh, you know who else was great in the community? Those draft picks the Vikings traded for Jared Allen in 2008. <laughs> All those picks were great in the community. Oh they were amazing. Oh, so, so great. Good. So good. <laughs> If right. I'm a player on the Vikings right now and Rick Spielman's talking about me and he says I'm great in the community, I'm immediately packing up everything I have at home and getting <laughs> yeah. ready to move. Right. Here's more Rick Spielman. You know, uh, a lot of things, I, I won't get into last year, but I know how we felt about uh, Stefan and what a playmaker he was for us. Um, and I, I'm going to leave all those internal discussions uh, in-house. Uh, it just came to a point, I think, where the draft capital we were able to get for him uh, was a good the business decision for us, and it was also a good business decision for him. All right, smoke screen or reality, draft capital being the driving force behind a Stefan Diggs trade. No, it's complete. It's a complete smokescreen. They had to trade him. I mean, they they didn't have to. They determined that they had to. Uh, but like making it sound like, well, we had no one. He's basically trying to say, I lied to you in February at the combine. But here's why I didn't lie. But he did lie. And and the new code term, great in the community, might be my favorite one. Uh, total smokescreen as to something that they were essentially in their minds forced to do. Yeah, that's a smokescreen for sure. They were definitely shopping Stefan Diggs yeah. at the Combine. There's not a doubt in my mind that they were shopping Stefan Diggs at the Combine, or at least listening very intently to offers at the Combine for Stefan Diggs, knowing that this thing was getting worse and could very well come to a head. And so, yeah, they, they, they at the very least were thinking about it, if not had already decided that was something that they had to do when he got in front of microphones and said, we have no reason to trade Stefan Diggs a month ago. Also, and this is, this is, I wouldn't say reckless speculation. This is educated speculation, just having watched sports for 30 years, okay? You don't get the haul the Vikings got for Stefan Diggs unless you had two or three teams that were bidding back and forth on the hook. Look at the haul the Vikings got for Stefan Diggs compared to what Houston 
obtain for maybe even a better wide receiver. Like some people would say Deshaun or Deshaun. Uh, that yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is just a better wide receiver, yeah. and you got like half of the draft assets. Absolutely. So this is something I don't even blame the Vikings. By the way, if they came to a determination that listen, this relationship with Diggs, it just it's not really salvageable, and we got to get something for him. Like if that's the point that it got to, and you still got that kind of a haul, mm-hmm. then bravo. But it is one hundred percent a smokescreen. Okay. All right, smokescreen or face value here. Rick Spielman earlier today. Yeah, no, I, I know we have some big changes in the secondary. I believe, you know, one of the critical things was, you know, not only is Anthony Harris. Oh, that's right. That's the wrong quote. I, I meant to play. Uh, I meant to play this one. I think you're going to see trades probably locked in earlier, just because I, I think everybody's going to be a little nervous about when you're on the clock and whether a glitch happens or not. I don't think it will be as big an issue because we have 10 minutes on Thursday. I know in the second round we have seven. And when it starts to get into the five-minute rounds, those are where it's going to get a little interesting because you can't say, okay, we'll give you, we'll flop you in the thirds and give you a fifth because you don't know who's on the board yet. I think there will be a lot of pre-work done for the first day, but I think after that, it'll be interesting to see if we have the same amount of trades or if people are going to be less likely to trade and just go with a pick. So I think that's yet to be determined, but that should be uh, exciting. The first part of that, the notion that there will be a lot more trade activity early, potentially even before the draft, are you guys buying it, or do you think this is Rick throwing out a little smokescreen saying, open for business? If there's going to be trades, I do think that they're probably going to be agreed to earlier Thursday. So I think I think he is parroting what he's read and been told, which we've also read and heard. So, no, I actually think in that one he's telling the truth. In the uh, mid-rounds when it drops down, I have no clue and I actually don't care. Uh, but I do think that his thing about if you're going to see trades made in the first round, they're probably going to be agreed to or or heavily vetted ahead of time is right because, you know, you're going to have to be prepared on Thursday and Friday for things, especially Thursday probably, for a few hiccups and glitches that if you wait too long, things could get really screwy. I mean, they do call him Trader Rick, right? There's a reason they call him Trader Rick. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's. he has his ears open to any and all offers that are coming his way. I don't think that, I don't think necessarily, it could be the case, but I don't think necessarily that they're leaning one way or the other in terms of trading up, trading down, standing pat, whatever the case might be. But I, I definitely think that he's had discussions and is is has open ears to any offers that are coming his way ahead of the draft on Thursday. Do you guys think that it's more probable that he stands pat, tries to move up, or bails downwards probably with pick 25? So it goes down, goes backwards, and tries to get more second or third round collateral with that second first round pick. Well, so Jeremy Fowler, our friend who used to cover the Vikings in town here for the Pioneer Press about 10 years ago, and he's an NFL insider now at ESPN, he reported the Vikings are primed to move back in the, that they're more likely to trade back from the 20s to accumulate extra picks or whatever. I just don't know if that makes sense. Like you have 12 picks in your stash yeah, right now. Don't you already now. have enough draft capital? It doesn't. It doesn't. The only the only way it would make sense is if you thought there was a ton of value between rounds one and three, and you were going to use assets later on to then move back. Like if if you thought you could move back, get an extra third round pick, you know. But I just think it makes more sense to move up. Like if you see someone at fifteen that you love, you've got enough capital to move up and get that that player. So I, um, I've got one more for you guys. Your smoke screen or face value, and it's not from Rick Spielman. 
It's from John Kime, ESPN.com, who was on Score North Live earlier today. He was. Romney. That show can be heard weekdays, noon to two, or anytime you want. ScoreNorth.com and the Score North app. It's me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities. Big time. So, uh, John Kime tweeted earlier today, more teams getting involved or at least inquiring about Trent Williams via trade will be interesting to see if anything happens before the draft or after the first round if teams fall to get their guy. Minnesota was a team to watch, but I wonder if the Vikings blew their chance. He joined Score North Live earlier today to elaborate. You know, I know, like, clearly Trent Williams, I think, would probably like to play there. He knows Kirk Cousins. That's a good team. They're they're not far from, you know, reaching the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. So, you know, I think there's a lot of – and plus they have a lot of picks. So I think if you're the Redskins, you're going to look at all those picks and say, you just got a haul for Stephon Diggs. You know, give us more. So <laughs> it's, that's what I say. It's just, there's, there's a lot there that you say it would make sense for these sides to do a deal, and I can see why both sides might be sticking to their guns. Okay, so smokescreen, the Vikings and – the smokescreen or reality, the Vikings and Washington have just – reached a point of yeah this just isn't going to work for a multitude of reasons picks going back to washington are too much and or the vikings can't just make the salary work do you think the vikings are out on trent williams Robbie, probably i i would think so just because of what john john said to us there that there's probably some interest before but i think that it's it's likely turning into somewhat of a bidding war for Trent Williams. There have got to be a number of teams interested in him at this point. And the Cleveland Browns are the ones that I hear that keep coming up. And the Redskins, quite honestly, almost have to trade him. They're they're in a more they're backed into a corner far more than the Vikings were by Stephon Diggs in that situation. Trent Williams sat out an entire season and said, I'm not playing for the Washington football club. That is just not something that I'm going to do. They can try a standoff. They can try a game of chicken with him again. But I think in the end, they're going to have to trade him. And multiple teams knowing that, I'm sure, have jumped in and have called the the Washington Football Club to inquire about the price. And I would guess that Rick Spielman probably doesn't want to part with as many draft picks or as high a draft pick as as Washington is asking for right now for Trent Williams. So I believe that they are, they are out. So my, my guess is this. My guess is that the Vikings were one of, uh, potentially a couple weeks ago, a few teams that were trying to bid on him. Washington is now trying to drive that, that up, much to your digs point, Phil. So I don't, I bet they're not out. And now, does that mean that they're going to get him and can they work out a trade that would then allow them to sign him long term and trade Riley Reef back to Washington or get Reef to take a pay cut or just cut Reef? That all might be difficult, and it might not work out. But I think what we're seeing now is is that Trent Williams is going to be traded by Thursday at some point in time. And if Washington's smart, which, by the way, guys, they're often not, but if Washington's smart, what they're going to do is they're going to get as many teams engaged in a 31-year-old left tackle, who I like a lot. But the one thing to keep in mind about him is I don't think Trent Williams has played in all 16 games since 2013 or something like that, 14. It's been a long time. So I think that this is probably more a game of trying to get as many teams involved as possible. And so instead of having two or three teams, let's say it's up to five teams, and then Washington can potentially maximize what they're going to get back. Because my guess is all they're going to get back is probably a second-round pick. Yeah, I think by no means do I think the Vikings are just done with Trent Williams' discussion. So I think it's smokescreen here. It's all about leverage, and you can see it from both perspectives. If you're the Vikings, you're looking over there saying, well, to Judd's point, the guy's not exactly Mr. Durability. 
He hasn't played in a long time. He's 31. I mean, he's not 40, but he's definitely not in the middle of his prime anymore. So we're kind of taking a leap of faith and hoping that he can rekindle the type of player that he used to be, but there's no guarantees. Therefore, we're not going to give you a first-round pick. Probably not going to give you a second-round pick for that. We'd like to hold on to those three picks so that we can for sure fortify our roster, but we'll float a third-round pick and he for wants this, to right? get paid, too. That's and, the other dynamic. And so, and there's really three sides to this because there's what Trent Williams wants as well, which is money, and then there's what Washington wants, which is, well, I mean, we're not just going to give the guy away for free. Right. And some of this, too, depends on how willing are... How willing is Washington to go all the way to the finish line with this? Are they willing to just say, listen, if we don't get a first or second round pick, we're going to training camp, assuming that training camp takes place at some point, and we're going to see what happens. We have to have another standoff. Like If they're just done with it, then they will blink at some point, and they will take what's available, and that's what the Vikings have to hold out hope for.